Hello, welcome to South London Voices, the Tiger Spirit podcast celebrating people in South London and beyond. I'm South Londoner and your host, Yang Mei Ui. We are now at episode three, episode SLV 003, which I'm calling Little Pieces of Art. It's a short episode, it's a little episode, uh, but it packs a punch because we have two guests today, artist Duart Bell Silver and uh, the owner of Artemidorus in Hernhill, Amanda Wallbank. The Dulwich Festival is now on until the 20th of May 2018 and As part of that festival, there's the Artists' Open House. This is where local residents and businesses open up their houses to act as art galleries for artists. And so Duet is exhibiting his art, his paintings, at Artemidorus um, in Herne Hill. And the host of uh, this uh, gallery, this um, impromptu gallery, uh, is Amanda Wallbank. So I wandered down there on a rainy Saturday afternoon and managed to catch them both and grabbed um, uh, some quick interviews with them. So first up will be Duat Bell Silva. After this, a little snippet from the Buena Vista Social Club. Well, Duet Bell Silver, thank you very much for being on South London Voices. My absolute pleasure. I'm a South Londoner and I couldn't find a better place to be on. (laughs) Wonderful. So now tell me just a little bit about where you live. Uh, I live in SE17, um, between the Warworth and the Old Kent Road, a very salubrious area. And you may not believe it, but actually incredibly quiet and surrounded by lovely park. Parks, actually, three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And you are an artist. I am indeed. Um, Well... I'm a painter specifically, and uh, trained as a sculptor uh, quite some time ago. But um, what I really wanted to do was paint. But you know that thing that happens in art school where foundation go, oh no, you're really good at 3D. I think you should do it. And you kind of go, oh, okay. Um, Came out after the BA honors degree and um, went, nah, actually, I want to paint. So spent the next, what, 12 years teaching myself how to. Well, you have to follow your heart, don't you? Absolutely. It's the only thing you can do. And um, it, it, the, the odd thing is that I was perfectly happy, and I don't disrespect sculpture at all. I think, you know, it's, it's a really hard discipline because it's 3D for starters, so not as convenient as um, painting on a board or putting a canvas on an easel or the wall and slashing paint at it. But it's just, yeah, it didn't do it for me. Painting does. Okay, so now we are here in Artemidorus in Hernhill, uh, where we have a, an exhibition. We do indeed. I've uh, known Artemidorus. Artemidorus has been here in Hernhill on Half Moon Lane for 26 years. My very good friend, I was about to say my very good old friend, but no, <laughs> just a, a friend of a very long time, Amanda Wallbank, um, has owned and run it for all that period. It's very distinctive shop which if you just walk down Half Moon Lane you will see it's kind of self-sufficient little doll's house type place um, long and narrow but filled with um, British crafts people's work um, ceramics, jewellery textiles you name it it's got it and oh and a collection of very fine cuddly bears Um, and some nice walls, and um, Amanda used to run a gallery 
in Covent Garden before she took um, this particular uh, shot. So there's always been art on the walls. And for the Dulwich Festival this weekend, 12th and 13th, and um, next weekend, the 19th and 20th, is it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, we're part of the artist's open house. And she said, would I like to put some of my stuff up? And I said, would the Pope like to... I don't know. Okay, we'll, 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 just, we'll just stop it right there. <laughs> don't want to disrespect the Pope. No, let's not disrespect the Pope. Um, so let's... Uh, uh, can you describe for our listeners some of your paintings? Yeah. Um, I'm an abstract painter, or I paint what you'd have to describe as abstract paintings. And um, technically, I suppose I'm a kind of hard-edge abstraction neo-geo-minimalist, there's the jargon for you. <laughs> eh? What does that mean then? <laughs> well, all of my paintings start from the physical world. Um, I call myself an abstract landscape painter because they are based on landscape, whether that's the urban landscape of the town or the um, country, the rural um, sea, mountains, hills, etc. But they don't depict that. I'm not really interested in painting things that look like what's already there otherwise you know why would god have invented a camera um <laughs> or to for that matter a smartphone <laughs> um and so they they start from a specific visual input and then the process takes over i work with oils or acrylics um usually on canvas uh, now on on board and uh, certain types of treated paper and the process kind of leads to the image. Um, basically what I'm trying to do is not to recreate, not to imitate reality, but to recreate the sensation of the moment um, so that you get a, a, a feeling of the place and perhaps the moment in time purely from the color, the mass, the forms, the volumes, the textures that are on the flat plane. So now one of your pictures uh, mm -hmm. was on a bus stop. Can you it tell us about indeed. that? Indeed, it was uh, Incendio's Lisbon painting number five, which I did when I was visiting my parents, who um, obviously retired and live in Lisbon. And at the time, there was uh, quite a lot of wildfires up, very devastating ones in the north. And I saw lots of images on the television and actually um, on the outskirts, not quite the outskirts of Lisbon, but near enough, there were some areas where we passed by. And... Um, I made a series of very small paintings, actually. They are no bigger than about um, 15 centimeters by 12 um, in acrylics of the sensation of the fires. And one of them I submitted to Loop London when loop.gl, um, an image sharing platform that has was launching in London, um, had this rather wonderful idea of asking you to submit a work in eight different categories of creativity, uh, creative arts, and if you got enough public votes and won that particular day's, you know, in that sort of series, or in your section, um, you would then be blown up and put on the site of one of 72 bus stop shelters, um, you know, those digital rotating images, uh, for the entire day. And much to my surprise, I did. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, but the most wonderful thing was that 
it's such a small image, uh, quite a lot of texture, quite a lot of colour, as in most of my paintings. But it was blown up to the size of a bus shelter. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> now, um, if people want to come and see uh, this exhibition here at Artemidorus, yeah. um, it's on until next week? It is. Um, the Dulwich Festival covers the two weekends, this weekend, the 12th to the 13th, and next weekend, weekend the 19th and 20th. Um, Artemidorus uh, is open from 11 till 6, I think, on the Saturday and 1 till 5 on the Sundays, and both weekends. Um, there's a booklet out, which you can probably get by accessing the Dulwich Festival website, um, which is obviously, I think, dulwichfestival.com. Org.uk. I can't remember what it is, but you can check it. Yes, I think if you, if you Google it, <laughs> Dulwich Festival, it'll, it's going to come up. up. Uh, um, and, and there's masses, masses of stuff. It covers SE17, uh, no, not SE17, SE15, SE5, SE21, 22, 24, 27, <laughs> all within the Dulwich area. Hernhill, Dulwich, East Dulwich, um, Dulwich Village, uh, Dulwich Wood, you name it. And just within a three-minute walk from Art Medoris on Half Moon Lane, um, there are something like eight artists' open houses. Fantastic. And if people can't make it and would like to see your work, where should they go? Well, the best place is go to Instagram and type in Duet Bell Silver. That's D-U-A-R-T-B-E-L-S-I-L-V-A. Or don't bother doing the whole thing. Just type in D-U-A-R-T because nobody else in the entire world has a silly name like that. So I'm up there. First one. <laughs> Fantastic. So Instagram, and have you got a website otherwise? Uh, my website is uh, uh, currently in construction, but it will be up and running in um, by the uh, 1st of June. And that's dbsart.co.uk. Brilliant. And I'll be putting uh, all those links on the show notes page uh, of this podcast. Great. That'd be great. <laughs> so do it. Thank you so much. Thank you, young May. It's great to see you, by the way. Before we go over to Amanda Wallbank of Artemidorus, you can find the links that Duet mentions uh, at the show page for this podcast. The best way to do that is to go to southlondonvoices.co.uk and look for episode three, episode SLV003, Little Pieces of Art, and you should see um, the, the links there. And also uh, there will be some photos of um, me interviewing Duet and also Amanda and uh, some pictures of his um, paintings up on the wall at Artemidorus um, and just, uh, you know, some pictures to give you the general vibe of um, of of the space. So now, over to my chat with Amanda Wallbank of Artemidorus. Okay, and now I'm with the host of Duet's exhibition, uh, uh, the owner of Artemidorus. Um, can you tell us who you are, please? I'm Amanda Wallbank, and I've been here in Hun Hill for 26 years, running Artemidorus. And um, can you describe this very unique building? It is. It was, uh, in fact, it's quite. It's a fairly modern building. It was actually built in 1989, um, and it was um, a surveyor who had a dream of, of building something of his own rather than working for other people. Uh, and uh, so he he managed to get this very small patch of land, um, but there were restrictions, and he built it with old brick, um, and it has a lot of character. And most people think it's a lot older than it actually is. 
And it's tiny. It just sort of slots into a little space, doesn't mm, it? It's a little. It has been described as a little TARDIS on occasion, <laughs> um, and a little sort of place full of things that people don't expect to find because we've always specialised in um, individual artists and makers um, and handmade products um, and, and UK-based people. They come from all over the world, different places: uh, Israeli, German. Finnish, all sorts of places, but they're living and working here. And so can you describe, because obviously this is an audio podcast, can you describe what uh, what we're seeing around us, what, what you've got in your in your little ha- um, oh, um, okay. shop? Yes, indeed. Um, we've obviously got the beautiful paintings at the moment by Duet. Uh, we often have screen prints. Um, uh, we've, and we've got a few dotted round at the moment. Uh, we have some lovely ceramics by Katarina Klug and Koshvet Ben David. Uh, and Sue Yeur. We have some jewellery, Tessa Tildesley and Annabeth Windham, among others. Um, and uh, we have le- lovely leather work by Micah Dawson. Um, we have textile work by Georgia Boson and beautiful trays, all hand screen printed, all made fairly locally in Bermondsey. Um, so it's not always specifically local makers, but it's people throughout the country. So they could be Lake District, they could be Wales. It's about who I find and the quality of their work, really. And so how do you go about finding these people uh, and, and their work? <laughs> uh, I definitely don't go to any of the sort of norm shows um, that you know are so well used that are trade shows uh, but I, I go to makers shows that are, um, are definitely meeting the maker directly uh, and then also to their studios or to open studios and then if I'm visiting different areas in the country quite often on pers- you know, personal things I would also go and look in those areas be it Wales or be it Scotland or... Oh wow, that sounds like a wonderful life that you travel around <laughs> and look at beautiful things. Yes, uh, but I don't always get enough time to do it because it, I'm here most of the time and I do all the jobs that need to be done from display to cleaning to choosing to the accounts to... So I, I wear lots of different hats. <laughs> and so um, what inspired you to start this business 26 years ago? Uh I uh, was quite young then, fairly young then, uh, and I would walk into different types of gallery, fine art galleries, but also occasionally a craft gallery if I could find one. Um, and I, I noticed it was quite difficult for people sometimes to walk into them and quite alienating. And I wanted to somehow make it a more friendly experience, but also to... It did definitely start as sort of a bit of an educational thing too, that I wanted people to start looking at art and realising they could have it in their homes. It was accessible, you know, and it it could also mix with old and new. Um, So, yeah, it started, it was a real passion that I started it with, definitely. Um, And you must still be having uh, a sense of passion and and mission and purpose because you're still doing it 26 years later. I'm still doing it. Yes, I am still doing it. Sometimes I think, you know, it is a long time and I, I'd quite like to do some other things as well. But when it's also quite difficult to let go of it. It's, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. So I am still here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess it's, it's, it's a challenge because you have to do everything yourself. Yes, I do find that quite a challenge. When I started, I was actually um, in partnership with my husband. And so we shared. I could play to completely to my strengths. And he did the other things. He supported in different ways. And uh, we're no longer together. So I do do everything and have done for a long time now. So that's a challenge sometimes. <laughs> and, and what do you think it takes to, to run a successful local business? Patience, actually. <laughs> I think staying with uh, and, and, and gradually, obviously, just getting to know a lot of people uh, gradually over time and people, you know, wonderful, lovely customers who are very supportive and have come back over years and years, but embracing the new as well. And it's changed a lot in that 26 years, Herne Hill. Um, yes, I, I just, uh, I love having the children in actually, even though people get worried about the space, they feel that it's, it's very small and their child's going to break something. Hardly ever has a child broken anything in here, a few adults have, but not children. <laughs> and how do you um, overcome some of the like, more difficult times, like you said, you, know, you're, you, you separated from your husband, you have to do all these things uh, by yourself, how, that must, you know, when it's challenging, how, what do you tell yourself or how do you get you know, mm. the oomph to... I think there's one advantage, uh, <laughs> this all sounds strange, it's, it's, there's an advantage to having your own business in that you don't have to ask anybody's permission to do something so for instance when my mum was very ill and died during a sort of year period um, I had to actually I went down to three-day week because I couldn't cope with it in any other way and I had to somehow just juggle my time and make that work and somehow it just about it was a bit rocky but it, it, I kind of got just about got through by, by doing it that way mm. I'm sorry to hear about your mum, but, but also wonderful that you can control your environment and, and be your own boss, and yeah. that gives you a sense of empowerment, I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I often think about, you know, putting myself in a position of working for others, um, and, and in fact, I have done another training, so I, I've done a counselling training, uh, and I've worked for charities and therefore worked some with others. Um, and I'm, I know that I'm also lucky to be my own boss in many respects. So, uh, yeah. Great. And so, um, just be before we, we round off, I think if, um, how, do you, how do you choose, how do you know what people will like when they come into the shop? I'm not sure that I do know, <laughs> definitely. I think um, my criteria for choosing is that things are beautiful some a lot of the time that they are they do have a function a use but it's sort of the William Morris sort of attitude that it, it, something can be beautiful but it can be useful too and and so I, I look for that that it's well made and it's an, a good maker somebody who's serious about doing their work I don't sort of have work if, if somebody's just playing at something it, it, they are you know professional artists and makers and yeah well thank you very much Amanda if people want to come to your shop or find out more about it um, what, what should they do ah well um, they can find us in Half Moon Lane uh, you, we, online you can you can certainly find our address and our telephone number but we don't actually have a website remarkably in this day and age uh, it's not one of my strengths um, but uh, people to still find us so just yes please look up Herne Hill and Half Moon Lane and come and see us
And uh, the name of the shop is? Artemidorus. And could you spell that? I can, and I also just tell you about Artemidorus. So it's A-R-T-E-M-I-D-O-R-U-S. And it's the name of a Greek soothsayer who wrote books about the interpretation of dreams. And when I chose it, I liked the flow of the word, Artemidorus, seemed to flow really well. Uh, and, it, and it started with art, which was a good thing, but it was also that it was about the artist's dreams coming together with the people that find their work and bringing that dream to them. So. Wonderful. Thank you, Amanda. And I will be putting de- all those details uh, up on the show notes page for this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it for our little episode on little pieces of art. Thank you to my guests, Duat Bell Silva and Amanda Wallbank. To find the show page where you can see some of the links to the things we talked about and also some photos of um, Duet and Amanda and uh, his paintings and the various beautiful things uh, in um, Artemidorus, um, you can find the show, show page at um, southlondonvoices.co.uk and look for episode 3, episode SLV003, Little Pieces of Art. South London Voices is a Tiger Spirit podcast, conceived and presented by me, Yang Mei Ui. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash South London Voices. We're also on Twitter as at South London Vox, V-O-X, that's South London V-O-X. To find more South London Voices podcasts, go to southlondonvoices.co.uk. Thank you for listening and see you next time.